recording. This is the Wet, this is the Wet sure? Bananas Podcast, episode four, live, sort of. It's not live. I said that last time we were live also. It's live, baby. Yeah, it's, it's happening at a location is what I mean. Lineage Brewery. Why all the pomp and circumstance here? Well, it's because I thought we were recording for the last 20 minutes and I wasn't. So this is our second go around. Everything's going to be much crisper and cleaner. We already know what we're going to say. So articulate. Who said so articulate? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Emily. This is Emily Ponzio and... Jamie Stevens. These are our guests for today. They met because they were... Bump buddies. That's bump with a P, ladies and gentlemen. The first time... Oh, I heard that. I thought it was bum buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And should clarify that by bump buddies, we were not doing uh, drugs. We were pregnant at the same time. Uh, her son is a month older than my daughter. My third son. Again. And uh, <laughs> we are also giant Wet Bandits fans. We've been to lots of shows. We're very, very fond of uh, seeing this guy's work. That's so kind of you. Aw. <laughs> We're also working with two microphones, so I had to stop what I was saying, turn my microphone hand to Sam just so he could say "aw." During this podcast, I have my hand gently around Mike's arm. Like <laughs> <laughs> so the plus of having to re-record what you just did is, like I said, cleaner, crisper, more prepared. Downside is we're at least an extra beer in. Yup. This... It could prove to be a problem. Let's see how this shapes up. We've already gone through the introduction, so now we can move straight to the social media stuffs. The Wet Bandits are a 90s cover band. That's what this podcast is a branch of. It is a branch of the Wet Bandits brand. And we share the same Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages. Facebook.com slash Wet Bandits Band. Wet Bandits Band is the handle for everything. The Twitter, the Instagram, it's Wet Bandits Band. Last time we recorded, Jamie already offered to take over our social media. Thank God. <laughs> but I still think Sam, who is 24, should be the one doing the social media. So we have a child asking us to donate to his school for leukemia and lymphoma and Emily and I are the worst persons on earth and we have no cash because we are but Mike has a velcro wallet and it's from homage which is cool but it's still velcro uh, so luckily Sam's got some first of all Mike has a velcro wallet but it's an homage velcro wallet so that's probably cool and he's clearly wearing an homage shirt because I recognize that design from their website. This podcast sponsored by Homage. <laughs> you know, if we hadn't re-recorded this, that wouldn't have happened. True story. But we did some sponsorships for you during that I heard, break. I heard it. Now, my wife bought me, for my birthday, a new wallet. That, that leather wallet that's much nicer. Did she get you some Velcro shoes to go with no, that wallet? No, she didn't get me the homage wallet. Kangaroos. My wife. <laughs> oh, my God, but what, how cool would that be? What I was trying to say was that the, she realizes the Velcro wallet is kind of pathetic. But 
that's like my going out, like slumming it wallet. Hipster. It's you're, totally hipster. You're allowed to lose that wallet. <laughs> yes, I'm allowed to lose my homage wallet. But for just a second, I would like to think about the fact that when we said kangaroos, the look on Sam's face went dead. He like, went what's slack. a kangaroo? What's a kangaroo? No, I thought like you were serious. Like you brought kangaroos? No, like dude, like we're talking about the shoes. <laughs> Do you know what kangaroos are? I'm not a shoe guy. No, kangaroos were like when we I'm were done little. Here. They're like Velcro. What? Yeah, and the, they had a little yeah. Velcro pocket, so you could put your money in it or your keys. Because you know, it was so sweet. The pouch, but um, Ex- yeah, exactly. So, so I'll be curious to see how that little transaction pans out in post production. Did you guys? I wasn't listening. Did you guys explain what was happening there? Uh, a little think, bit. I think I just donated to like. Cure Lim- blood cancers? Le- leukemia and lymphoma. Yeah, All right, you did. Good. You were very generous. Good. And that was very nice of you. All right. Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing the wet bandits do. Because we save lives. <laughs> Saving lives. <laughs> yeah. I just, stu- I just stuck the microphone in Sam's face so he could elaborate. I did. Yeah. He wasn't prepared for that. That's not his fault. Fair enough. All right. Now, we've done this before, but the audience doesn't know that. So let's talk about... What we're listening to now. Who went first last time? I think it was Jamie. God, no, it was Emily because she was so cool. Oh, yeah, Emily's cool. I am cool. Go I for it, Emily. We talked no, wait. About Hold on. Okay. Let me go first because mine first. was lame. Yes. Yes, you did go first. I'm listening to the new Stone Temple Pilots album with the new singer that most people hate. We'll not get into it. But if you're into Stone Temple Pilots and you're like, you know... I just don't know if I want that. Get it. It is worth your time if you're already a fan. If you're not really a fan, you know, YouTube it or something and see if you want it. Okay? <laughs> Emily, the floor is yours. All right. Thanks. Uh, I said that I was uh, into alternative rock and I did a call out for 1025 because I love that station. Um, and right now I've been listening to um, Arcade Fire. Um, I think I said Young the Giant, and then um, really into the DMAs, which is a uh, Australian band. Um, so if you haven't heard them, check them out. That was DMAs was the one that really gave Emily a lot of cred. So the much first time cred. around. Go ahead, Sam. Right now I'm listening to uh, Destroyer, Kiss, and um, I have to give Mike a uh, warning before I announce that. You didn't really, but I'm not a Kiss fan. I'm just not. Oh, that's right. We decided we, we hated Kiss together. Emily and I are kind of like on the same wavelength. Same beer, same hatred for Kiss. Hate <laughs> is a strong, strong word. It is. Strong she, so here's, here's, where you, here's where you can decide if you guys are truly simpatico. What is your taste on Tom Petty? Oh, yum. <laughs> Tasty. All right. Be I'll, honest, even though he just passed away, you can right. still be honest. Well, that kind of leads me to what I'm maybe supposed to. I don't own a Tom Petty album. That's right, you don't, Mike. Well, That's right, you don't. But I genuinely, we play some Tom Petty songs. Yes, you and do. I, like, I have I some like, video of that. Right, I like the Tom Petty songs we play. And I definitely would say that I lean more towards like than dislike. Oh. Dude, I, 
I just think it's some good music. You know, the, just the band is good. The band like is amazing. The, the songs are well written, you know. Um, I'm just a fan of that in general. Dude, were you at all distracted by the girl that just took her shirt off in here? <laughs> yeah. I, that's not, I mean, I'm sort For of For the drunk. record, neither Emily nor Jamie. Yeah. Let's, let's clear right, that up I, real yeah. quick. <laughs> no, it's like, it's a good thing we re-recorded because we donated some money. A top got taken off. Things are happening here. Well, it's all happening because it's almost nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Right. So, I think it's Jamie's it's turn, turn now. And this is where I admitted that I have a very strong love for rap, hip hop, R and B, and mostly trap rap. Um, you know what? I didn't ask the first time around. Yeah. But could you define trap rap for the people? Oh, God, not really. But it mostly revolves around uh, trap houses, which is where drug activity takes place. And then the type of music that comes out of that, like pimps and hoes, but it's the new version of such. Okay. Um, I know. Like, I literally sound like I'm giving a dissertation on rap right now. Could you give an example of an artist that... Emily, again, on the same wavelength with me here. Um, So... Panda does some trap rap, um, and then, or that'd be designer Panda. My bad. My bad. See, this is what happens when we get one extra beer in. Right. I start switching No one my is stuff. judging. Panda? No one is judging Panda? here. Panda? Is that what you're saying? That's you're, song. you're saying all kinds of things that I don't know. Designer. So. We could go to Spotify and play some. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe for the record, you guys should play some Panda, whatever that is. No, okay. it's designer, but whatever. No, like two chains. Um, there, there's a oh, lot. Oh yeah, now that's something I know. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna lose a lot of cred here. No, no, your cred went up for me. Stock value increase. Thank no, you. No, you asked. I don't know if you remember, but you asked a question that we weren't necessarily prepared for, but I really liked. Yeah. The first time around. Oh yeah. So that would be. Um, what was your first record that you actually purchased yourself? Right. It's the first record I bought with my own money. I walked into, I think it was Waves in the Lane Avenue Shopping Center. And I got Vitalogy, Pearl Jam's third album, Vitalogy. That was my, the first one I bought with my own money. The first record I bought, I was at... Uh, the Kenton, Ohio Walmart. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Uh, Kenton, Ohio. What's up? WBL in the house. <laughs> yeah. Jamie here is from Wapak. Wapakoneta, yes. Yeah, we're uh, WBL rivals. Yep. So, Especially uh, in wrestling, maybe a little bit in football. So, uh, yeah, I picked up Injustice for All. That was my first record. <laughs> Emily's laughing too hard. So, um, I will say that in um, when I was like, Five or six, my mom or grandma, I don't remember who, gave me money. And I literally bought my first record, which was Michael Jackson's Thriller, with a sidekick of Boy George, whichever album uh, Karma Chameleon came on. So, and I did, yes, I used my own money to buy that because my grandparents also had HBO. So I actually could see Thriller all the time. Nice. Nice. They had HBO. They were rich, yeah. Um, And then uh, mine was Automatic for the People by R.E.M. So we just talked about how amazing those classic 
albums that we all except for Vitalogy. Well, except for Vitalogy. <laughs> it's good. We've decided it's not. And I'm a meta man. We had to throw that. We did that joke the first time, too. But, we but it worked sh- just as well. Yeah, it did. And we should also say that clearly, if they did a podcast about Pearl Jam, they would have so many people signing up to do it oh, because yeah. it defines so much of our life. So, Eddie Vedder. Get on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Get this on is this. right. Now we're finding. Come now drink some wine I'll with remind us. people. We'll pass the bottle around. That, especially with the on location shows that we've done, we invite people to be on the show. Like, Eddie Vedder. Just come on the podcast, do your do your thing. And Alanis, Alanis yeah. should come. Yeah, Alanis, not Alanis. This Wait is a another thing that we hashed out in pre-production. Now <laughs> we know how to say her name. I do still feel like a bit of a poser saying Alanis instead of Alanis. Let's let's move to the album. We're so excited now. That was quick. I think it was under 15 minutes. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's that's what the clean. We should do this every time. Like I pretend that we're recording and then we're not, and then we roll through the introduction. It's like a thing. I like it. You so today stick with it. we're talking about Jagged Little Pill, which is I didn't mention this the first time around, but this is the first suggestion we've had from fans, not from just my spinning around my room and pointing at a random ah. album. So so I do have another sidebar question that popped into my head. This is what happens when you invite HR to come to the table. We think of questions as we go along in the conversation. That's fair. Is this an interview? It is. So at the end, if we have time, I think we should say, like, if we could choose one other album that we would have wanted to do, like, this discovery of, what would that be? All right. We could save it so we could all think about it. Okay. But I I think that's a fair question. It is, definitely. That's a good one. I I like the new questions as we go. It's more fun. It's dynamic. But for now... No one, no one could back see the motion. Back to the I outline that is clearly on our table. Right. So back to the outline. Physically on the table. We're going to talk about Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, which was enormous when it came out in 1995. And we like to start by kind of reminiscing about when the album came out or when we bought it. What are our memories of that sort of event in our life? For some of us, it's less of an event than others, Sam. But for awesome. me... That's Sam crying because he was a baby when this came out. But I was 14 years old, and I received this album for Christmas from my grandmother. It was pro- It would have been the fifth album I owned, but full disclosure, I had to buy this album to revisit it for this podcast. The reason being, I took that album Which straight- I was really shocked by. Well, when you emailed that to me, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's... I. Like I said before, I was a bit of a middle school chauvinist. When my grandmother got this for me, I was immediately... T- I was familiar with Alanis Morissette because it was already famous by that time. And I was just kind of like, you know, I'm not really into this girl, like, rocking or whatever. Because I think by that time, You Ought to Know was still the only... That was the only song I knew. And it was still, like, I'll be honest, like, a girl rocking, I just wasn't that into. And... If Grandma knew about Wine Dine 69, she would not have bought this. So wise. She admitted admitted to me that day on Christmas or the day after or whenever. She said, I just went to Walmart and I asked them what all the kids are getting. And said that was what all the kids were getting, though. 
that that Walmart employee was not wrong. But grandma would not. It was the best seller at yeah. rack at Walmart. Right. Grandma would not have approved of the Wine Dine 69 or a lot, a lot of other things. Most of the rest album. of the album yeah. at that bag. Right. So that's, that's my little bit. Uh, Sam, we're just going to skip you. You were barely alive. He's only listened to it in the last two weeks, right. so it's not even relevant. So one of you can take it. Oh. So for me, it was that uh, I probably had asked for this record at some point because back home there was a local radio station, 92 Zoo in Lima, Ohio, <laughs> that, uh, you know, like as of all other radio stations, like your top songs play like every hour on the hour. But so because of that, like... I really became a big fan, and then I asked for it, and I got it, and I had just gotten a 5 to CD player, and once it got in there, I don't think it left for a very long time, alongside with Insane Clown Posse, ICP, Detroit, what up? <laughs> Her straight cred is just incredible. Uh, so, uh, for me, I, I remember buying it at Camelot Music, which for anyone from Central Ohio was over on Cleveland Avenue, and it was sort of a Sam Goody knockoff, uh, but definitely... There was a Camelot in Lima, yeah. They're everywhere, not anymore. Uh, but so, you know, buying it on the tall sleeve and, and taking it home to crack open that white label, but uh, definitely spent a lot, of, uh, a lot of time in my CD player, too. Sidebar, you kids have no idea how hard we had to work for our music back in the day. Like, there was a whole plastic thing. and You're like, pointing at me right now, but now I just understood. No. You're talking about the audience who yes. listens. Yes. I've got, you're right yes. about this. Yeah. I still buy physical copies of music. Aww. Dude, me too. Me too. And not to get on a soapbox, but here. It just means a whole lot more. You know, you're just staring at the record, you know. What? Well, like if vinyl record especially you know you see all the you have vinyl records yeah yeah i'm so impressed oh that t we talked about the thingy yeah, no, yeah but yeah. i can't remember i was trying to remember the name of it robo table ro ro no it's not uh, robe hit us up on it twitter a, it was a kickstarter raku raku no raku is a thing that you watch on television this That's is like true. yeah or alanas uh, yeah, yeah it's right. Like or tomatillos. Uh, we're editing this part out for sure. <laughs> no, that is all staying. Let's let's go. Did I, I think I think we can move? Rockbot, Rockbot is what it's called. Rockbot. It is. That like is a not what we called it earlier. Remote I don't control. Think. It goes around on the vinyl. Right. It doesn't work well though. It was a Kickstarter. Right. I waited like eighteen months for it and it still didn't work. Right, and that's where we said like, oh, Rockbot's not going to sponsor this show. Not now. at all. But maybe Lineage will, and we'll get more free beer because Hopefully. we talked about how great their beer is. Or right. homage. Right. Was that did, was the wallet discussion part of what oh, we've actually recorded? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Are we still recording, by the way? We uh, Well, I've been looking at the timer, and it is going up. So cool. it's seemingly we're actually on. Not down. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's reversed. Okay. Let's – the bit we always do, if you can – We're, we're good. Rock bot, but I don't know what it is. All right. And Not this is where we bot. just move on. Well, that means that this company could still sponsor yeah. us then because we haven't trashed them Rock on Rockbot might sponsor us. Or Rock them. Rockbot? I don't know. You guys up for it? Rockbot? Hello. I'll probably just insert an ad here. <laughs> right, you should. That's a good idea. 
So every time we talk about an album, rather than go through every single song, now we might end up Thank doing you. that sort of organically, but mm. what I don't want to do that by design. What we do is we talk about our favorite song, our least favorite song, and our hidden gem. And the hidden gem is defined as any song on the album that was not a s released as a single. Now on this album, there are a lot, a lot of singles. So... Which Just I honestly, like, I had to say, when you sent me the list, I was like, holy shit. Like, I I mean, just because that's not something I really paid attention. I, I still don't pay attention to that stuff today, but <laughs> shut up, Emily. You don't pay attention to a lot. Oh, burn. I'm sorry. I'm just not a celebrity person, but which like, one? I, I had no idea that she had that many singles. Well, and let's, I don't know if you need to look at the song list, but what which one surprised you that it was a single cuz there were a couple that i was surprised by and and while you look it up i'll mention all i really want which is the first song on the album i was surprised that is that was single? a single yeah no cuz it's not that great a song it, all i really want yeah not i'm not saying that i thought i was surprised cuz it was bad i was just surprised because i'd never heard it before really I hadn't. Well, remember, I bought true this that, just that, to listen to that. this. Okay, okay. There's a five. That was actually me saying, true that. I'm going to oh, hold okay. up my hand like, okay, All I right. get you. All right. But, but they also did a super awkward high five, just for the record. It wasn't awkward to me. <laughs> Speak for yourself. The rest of the bar thought it was totally awkward. Wrong. No. Or just Sam and I'm pretty sure Emily. the whole bar is like, who are these people? Why with do the they microphones? have microphones? <laughs> it's so weird. Guys, I'm totally in my own world. While you guys while you guys look this up. No, no, no. Are people looking at us very confusedly? I hope they're taking Snapchats and then they're doing something with it. I'm pretty sure they're taking Snapchats Snapping? and saying, "Oh my god, are those the wet bandits?" <laughs> oh my god, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I have to like I don't even know what I'm saying right now. And those amazingly hot chicks with him. That's exactly those milfs. <laughs> but for How you doing? <laughs> but for real, like you guys should like next time you have a show, you should do a geo story for your uh, for your show uh. on Snap that we could all add to. Just uh, shouting out for social media help right here. We're learning. I can a help lot you out here with today. that. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, you should because then you could download it and you could put it on your social media. Right. Everybody's right. like, I got nothing to Something add Something to here. do later. Yes, we can talk later. We'll talk offline. Okay. All right. So that's the one I was... That has to be the one you're surprised about, though, because I was at least familiar with all the other ones. I'm just going to list them in order as they show up on the album. All I really want... And all I really want is some patience. Wait, I angry you ought to know... Hand in my pocket. Cause I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one is giving a high five. You learn. You live, you learn, you love, you learn, you cry, you learn, you learn. Head over feet. You've already won me over. In spite of me, and don't be alarmed if I fall. Ironic. It's like ready on your wedding day. It's a free 
So that's six singles out of 12. So I guess for me, um, are you talking about like the song that surprised me that was a single? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, Head Over Feet, I don't... I like that song a lot. Well, that's not my problem. Um, so it just for me, it it's the one that I still skip past. I like... I know I'm skipping on the album. Ouch! There's actually that one, and that's not my. That's not my. Like I can listen to it and I can sing along to it, but that one for me is like my. Okay. Well, let's. No, definitely all I want is yeah. the one that th- for yeah. me is a surprise that it was a single. Okay. Right, because Mike, Mike and, and I are totally right. Not an awkward fist bump there. <laughs> what about Sam? We usually let. Sam didn't even know anything about this. We, I prefer to give the guests first. You ought to know. Yeah, that's right, Sam. Very, very good. Uh, no. 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 So, I didn't know you were trying to sing it. That was terrible. So, we let, we let the guests have go first when we talk about these songs so we're not stealing any thunder so i don't know emily jamie who wants to go first but what's your favorite off this if you can pick one i'll let emily go first me first okay so my favorite is not one of the singles it is All right. perfect be a good girl you gotta try a little Actually, my second favorite. Ah, so um, I, you know, kind of growing up again. I, I started listening to this uh, album as a teenager. I didn't really have like helicopter parents, but I definitely felt that pressure to like be good, do well, go to college. You know, I grew up in Westerville, Ohio, so you know, very sort of upper middle class. Like this is what is expected of you. So. Again, we kind of talked about that this is, you know, sort of the first foray uh, into, like, strong female uh, rockin'. And uh, for me, it definitely, like, kind of was a release of, like, oh, I'm allowed to think that that's not okay. I'm allowed to think that I don't have to be all those things. And all those things all the time. All those things all the time. Right. Um, so for me, that one is, is definitely great. I love the lyrics. I think it's a really strong song. That's so funny. When I hear that song, I think helicopter parents. Like that's the term. I exact exactly what I thought of. Which, if you think about it as well, even you know, like back when we were teenagers, our our parents weren't. I mean, even ideal parents weren't really helicopter parents to what we know now. Right. Right. You know, like helicopter parents that I see now are a little frightening to me. And yeah, yeah, it almost applies. It's more, more applicable so. now yeah. than it was then. It's so much more pressure. Like, I hear about, and this is, like, probably more serious than three beers in, um, but... No, we're ready. We tackle yeah. all the so issues this here is on definitely the definitely very serious, but, like, I see parents, like, putting their kids in stuff like Orange Theory Fitness and taking their kids to, like, U.S. Cryo to get them better performance for their high school athletics, and it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to drop it here. What the fuck? Maybe all those kids out there need a little Alanis. Alanis. Yeah, Yeah, you said it right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But I don't know. It's 
for me, that that song was my second favorite, probably for all the reasons that Emily said. I didn't have hardcore parents. They weren't particularly hard on me or um, the biggest expectation was get to get through high school. My mom had me when she was 17 and she was always like, don't make the same mistake that I made, which I've like, I know she doesn't mean it that way, but like just don't have a kid in high school. And that was a lot of pressure in itself. But um, I know my mom never meant it as like I was a mistake. Like she would never have chosen any other way, but it's just a, it's, it's hard, like, when you're a female and in high school and, like, all the little pressures are on you. And they talk about in that song, like, both boy and girl and the different pressures are, are there. But it, I don't know. That song is – it hits. It hits home. Uh, and I also kind of um, – I consider it sort of a sister song to another band that I know that Jamie and I are really fond of, which is Bare Naked Ladies and What a Good Boy. And that song, which, again, is sort of about, like, just all the pressures that – you know, you sort of are, are inherently born with and you just uh, automatically day one, you know, have all these expectations upon you. So being a, a teen, a preteen and hearing that song again, is just sort of like, you know what, it is a lot. And I think to be able to, you know, push through that and, and know that I can be my own self was really important at that time. Yeah, I would agree. So like, I think mine kind of It is interestingly piggybacking off of that, that my favorite is actually Mary Jane. I hear you losing weight again, Mary Jane. Like, it's interesting because I remember, like, after I listened to the album a few times uh, again, I was just like, man, at first I was like, yeah, it's perfect, it's perfect. And then I was like, nah, I remember once again, it's Mary Jane because it's, you could, of course, take it one of multiple ways. Um, but for me, it was always about just trying to break through crap you deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, if you if you listen to the lyrics, she's talking to somebody. She could be talking to herself. She could be talking to somebody she knows, a close friend or whatever. But just trying to take all the crap that somebody deals with and telling them that it's okay and to own it and just to move through it. And that... I'm sorry, like, as a female, it's okay. And even as a male, like, I don't care. Cry. Cry it out if you have to. There's nothing better than a hot shower and a cry. Like, honestly, it feels good. Um, But you just got to do it, and you have to, like, own all of those emotions. You're going to drive yourself batshit crazy if you don't. So I love that lyric where it talks about don't censor your tears. Oh, my God, right? Like, that in itself, like. I remember listening to it again for the first time, and I like we were driving somewhere, and I'm like sitting in the car seat singing, of course, which my husband's probably like, "Dear God, give me earplugs!" But I'm like a tear, and I'm like, "Again, I'm gonna be awkward and look out the window and pretend like, oh, this is an interesting field that we're driving by." But I'm really like crying because it still hits home. It's so it's so true and it's so real. Your turn, Sam. We're going with favorite songs. Oh, it is definitely hand in my pocket. (laughs) I can jam to that. I got one hand in my pocket. (laughs) Other one going up like a cigarette or something like that. Hailing a taxi cab. Peace peace sign. Yeah. I think it's interesting how he sat in like this X pattern and like that's who we're simpatico with. Like a little. Yeah. So that's that's my jam, dude. Yeah. All right, that was good. My my favorite's ironic 
and not Ugh. now Uh-oh. you're allowed to you're allowed I I say that knowing that it's probably of all the songs on the album it's probably the most sort of it's the easiest it's the most like it's the least Alanis Morissette of everything on the album and that and is it's catchy right and that's that's why I like it I'm not saying it's my favorite because it's actually I liked this more than I thought I would but the reason the reason I like that song is because I like the harmonies in the chorus. I like that it's like an anthem type song, and it's got big guitars. Which, being the guitar <laughs> player, like I'm more I'm more into that. It's rightfully sort of like silly almost, but I'm sure if I listened to this album for another you know couple months, it would change. But that's the one that if I was going to pop something on in my car, that would probably that would be, be it. it. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Let's be honest. Like, back in the day when I heard that song, it was not something for me where I was like, oh, this song really doesn't make any sense because that's not the true use of the word ironic. But as adults, I'm like, that is not the right word. This, right. Song, this song should have been called sardonic because that's <laughs> really what it is. Um, it, Isn't it sardonic? <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> No, it's actually kind of fun. Sardonic. <laughs> yeah, I really do think. So, I mean, there are definitely, and you can pick apart lyrics for any artist across right. any, ge- right. like, whatever. But it's kind of, this part is really ironic that we, as a group of friends, sat around my kitchen table one night talking about this. And I was like, guys, that's not ironicy. That's sardonic. Like, I don't. Like, and I love Alanis Morissette, and I was, like, getting really, we may have been drinking. Passionate. Passionate. That's a great word, passionate. But it's a good song. Yeah, the, mu- the music is at least good. Yes. But Black Fly and My Chardonnay, I'm that's sorry. That's the worst that's line. That's just bad luck, dude. <laughs> I think that's the last. That, that is the worst line yeah, she has, That's period. the worst one. Best line in the worst song. Or, no, worst line in the best song. No, right. not even the best. The best song for Mike. Thank for you. Mike. Only for Mike. So, for Mike. so now, if we can choose one, we have to talk about our least favorite. What's the one that we... If you have to pick one, what's the one that you'd get rid of? I'll go first. So for me, it's Forgiven. What I learned, I rejected, but I believe again. I and it on a multitude of reasons it, like it definitely it's a little bit slower but then it picks up which is fine but it's so overdone like the whole catholic girl thing wah, wah, wah. like i just can't and <laughs> like get rid of your virginity whatever do like god like ah. and i was raised in a catholic family so it's kind of funny because I was with a group of friends two weeks ago, and we were on our car ride back from Athens, and my friend was like, oh, my God, have you ever listened to Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel, like the actual lyrics? And I was like, yeah, duh. And she was like, you... So then we had to play the song, and everybody was like, I didn't know it was about that. And I was like, seriously, have you never listened to the lyrics in the last 30 years? Like, what? Like... So to me, like, that's a good representation of, like, 1977, and here we are 20 years later talking about Catholic girls losing their virginity by a different person. Oh, my God, you're so, like, <laughs> sorry. Got a li- soapbox. <laughs> that was so, great. Sorry. That so, was great. 
just bringing it for I, real. I mean, so much soapbox there. I don't even know what to do with it. So, apologies, Sam, but my uh, worst. Uh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, my worst uh, track on the album is definitely "Hand in My Pocket." Wow. I hate wow. it. I think it's so trite. Did you always hate it? I always hated it. I did like. I don't think it should be a single. I hate it. It makes me think of Cheryl Crow and the and the parking lot, which I also hate. I like, hate Cheryl. Cr- Cheryl Crow, you come on this show so I can smack <laughs> you in the teeth. Okay, Mike and I will take you on Cheryl That's Crow. Right. So just do it. And Tom Petty, but he's dead. Now. No, yeah, we can't bring Tom Petty back. Sorry, but yeah, I just like it's. I understand, like, sort of the philosophy behind it, but just overall, I just think it's a terrible song, and I hate listening to it, and I will skip it. I'm shocked. That blows my mind. Shook. Number four. I skipped the number four. What is number four? Hand in my pocket. Hand in my pocket. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. two number four? Oh, yeah. And then I play back. And then you go back to perfect? No, then I go back back to number number four. Over and over again? What's your least favorite, Sam? Well, I did actually go through the album and write notes for all 12 songs, but I forgot it. Failure. Um, but Hashtag probably, fail, uh, I didn't really dig uh, number six, Forgiven. That's two votes for Forgiven. I mean, I'm pretty oh, sure Jamie covered God. why that one's bad. <laughs> yeah, we're Unless good on you... that topic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So my, my least favorite, and this one's hard for me, not, not for reasons you might expect. This one's hard for me because I, I kind of already mentioned that I, I really liked the whole thing better than I thought I would. And I don't, like, love any of them. And I, I use the word love very exclusively. Like, you got to be a top... Like vitality. Know, yeah, or, yes. Top 50 song of mine for me to love it. And this probably isn't in the top 50 songs for any of these, but... If I had to pick one, I don't really like. All I really want is kind of the one that I'm just like very lukewarm on. Isn't there, it a terrible lead off? Like I feel like it it's a, a terrible really lead off. It is a really bad lead off. The guitar part is kind of cool, but everything else. The guitar is, part is amazing at the beginning, and then I will admit that I do skip that song often. But it, it it's one that I will come back to at the end. I mean, and I yeah. Pretty sure it's that's only because you're just lazy and it starts the album over again. You know what's on it? You ought to know is on the remaster twice. Yes. Is that on? Was that on the original twice no, also? It's only on the remaster twice, and okay. then the hidden track is on the the is on the, the original new version. Oh, twice. so the I was gonna ask about the hidden track. Do, like, is Emily? Do you know about the hidden track? Uh, so apparently, that is something that Jamie wants to talk about in detail, but <laughs> I. I mean, I'm sure I remember the, the hidden track, but I, I haven't listened to it Am recently. I about to jump all over your... No, I just, I can't. I, honestly, because I don't have a CD copy of it anymore, yeah. um, I can't find the hidden track that actually plays uh-huh. anymore. So, which is kind of depressing for me. They're in a box somewhere in my house, which, good God. We moved in three years ago. Right. We're not finding that for another 10 years when we move. So, like, there are so many CDs out there. I wish they would just release all, like, if it was on, you know, like, if you're going to do Spotify or whatever, yeah. like, just release it, damn it. Like, as right. it was originally meant to be. Like, let it surprise you at the end right. of your album. Right. Although, I will admit that listening to this album on the way to work today, 
Um, Spotify does a great job of like at the very end, like once the last song is played, it just automatically starts playing other music that's similar to what you just listened to. Yeah. And it automatically kicked off, uh, kicked off uh, Gwen Stefani and a few other songs. And I was like, okay, I, yeah. I'm not upset about this after all. Good job, Spotify. That's so funny because I was thinking about how I feel like Alanis was for me like a gateway to like garbage and no doubt. Like, and so like after I listened to this album, I got more into chick rock. All right. You know? Well, I feel like she really was the the gateway the gateway drug, if you will. Um, for me, uh, and this is super nerdy, but before Alanis, it was Tori Amos, which was definitely more angsty and depressing in multiple sure. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then she came around. Alanis came around and made more rock out of it. So Tori is definitely more laid back, and like you're just gonna. Pour yourself a nice whiskey and just delve into all of your emotions for five days straight. Whereas Alanis is like, yeah, in your face, suck it for lack of better. Like, yeah. I can't say the F word. Or I can. Wine Dine 69. Alanis is rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so now we can talk hidden gems again. Hidden Gems can't be a single off the album, which we've already covered. So I don't know who wants to go first out of you two. I'll go first because uh, Jamie already talked a lot about Mary Jane. But for me, my hidden gem is Mary Jane. Um, I just think that Alanis' voice sounds amazing in this song. Like I feel like it's like the full extent of her range. I think that she opens up without kind of doing the yodeling thing that I don't really love in Hand in My Pocket. Sorry again, Sam. Um, so for me, it's in that song, it's all about the, the voice and um, how powerful it sounds. Um, so that one's my hidden gem. So for me, it is The Doctor. Visiting hours of 9 to 5 And if I show up at 10 past 6 Well, I already know that you'll find some way to sneak me in um, Just because how many times in life do you have to pick somebody else up and put them back together and how many freaking times can you do that uh you know there there are many ways that that strikes a chord with me when this album came out it was definitely very very much at home um that was on repeat a lot of just taking you know like being able to take care of yourself without always having to be taking care of others which is hard when you're in high school like jesus like, and I, I'm an only child, so, like, I didn't have anybody else to care for besides me. But at the same time, you know, the 90s were hard. Like, every, you know, drugs were pretty prevalent. Um, alcohol was huge. I mean, when this album came out, there was a lot of road tripping, um, which back in the farm town of Wapkaneta was, you know, you get in a car, somebody would be your designated driver, and y'all drink some... Uh, cherry wine coolers and get drunk while listening to God knows what music, which was usually Alanis worth said. Sam, <laughs> can you confirm or deny that we road tripping is a thing that kids do a... out that way? <laughs> For you, it would be Adderall. Mom and Dad, I'm sorry. But no, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, Mom and Dad, I did not do that. <laughs> no, but I, like honestly, just that song in general, um, and it's not, you have to go quite a far way into the CD yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the album to get to that point. But it always struck a very hard chord for me. Sam? Well, at first, I, um, I thought Mary Jane was a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. But now that I had a 
couple cold ones in me, I'm going to go with All I Really Want, because that song is weird as hell. <laughs> and what? I just, Mike but, hates well, that song. To me, it's like the perfect number one. You like put it in, you're like, what the hell is going on? You know, you're like, and then you start to get these like. You, you're a then, freaky dude, Sam. You're a freaky <laughs> dude, obviously. Then you get to number two, it's like, you ought to know. Yeah. And that's like a, that's like a hit, you know? So I, I, I think that song first and that being a hidden gem. Is that a hidden gem since it's number one? No, because it was also a single. Oh, oh yep. man. Broken rules. Yeah, I wasn't there, so. I mean, I'll let you break the rules. I'm not going to say anything. So, I don't know if you guys knew this, and my husband told me this, and I, I doubted him, and then I went back and did the research, but apparently um, all um, the damn uh, You Ought to Know is about Dave Coulier. I did know that. Full house. No. Gross. No, is it? That's so we probably, gross. We can't confirm or deny that right now. I had always heard that. And just kind of assumed it was a fact. Has that been confirmed or denied? It's on the interwebs. It is yeah, on by the internet. What, by what source do you want it confirmed, I know, Mike? I know. I just need like it Dave confirmed Dave Coulier has not come out and said, has, yeah, absolutely. Has Alanis come she out and said it? on me in a theater. me. <laughs> right. Right. He, That's not from that song. Different know, but song, but probably the same, same guy, thing. right? Most likely. So what I was going to say, Sam, about All I Really Want is I actually, I kind of agree with your point. Like, how it's this really weird funk, not funky in a bad, funky like it stinks song. <laughs> and then like they go into You Oughta Know, which is like the straight up rocker of the whole album. And that kind of makes sense. But it's also like, I don't know, not a great song. But as I listened to this for the first time, I did think to myself a couple things. All I Really Want showed that they were willing that Glenn Ballard, who produced it, was willing to do what she wanted. Yeah. Like, this is not a radio-friendly hit. Not at but all. But they trusted her to do what she thought was, like, the cool thing to do, and that totally worked. And it's the same thing with, um, which one, is it Hand in My Pocket or Head Over Feet that has the harmonica, where she's playing the harmonica? Okay. Yeah. So, head like, she is not John Popper on the <laughs> harmonica. Like, she's just blowing in and out in and out and they just let her do it which is kind of cool like she's not a harmonica player but if she wants to do it and she let thinks it, it fits like the song and it works because they you know they just let her do her thing and it works so enough about what you guys said my hidden gem and i i'm i'm gonna cheat a little uh, i'm not picking two but i'm gonna mention another what? one i'm not picking two but Wake Up is a cool song. Wake Up is a cool song. It has a sweet, like, octave bass riff during the choruses that is sweet, but that's not enough to make it the hidden gem. My hidden gem is forgiven. <laughs> no! You guys, you guys hated it. Bum, bum, bum. And we're done here. And and I think this, actually, while you guys were talking, it was like. You've not, changed your mind, this, haven't you? This mind? is three beers in, and I don't want to make this a bigger deal than it really is. But it is so cool 
to hear the perspective of women on this because it's much different than our perspective on it. I don't know, Sam, is it different than your perspective? Well, as a drummer, I don't really listen to lyrics. <laughs> so I just listen to like the, the, the instruments. The ballad, like, yeah. I get it. Cool. And to be honest, I don't usually listen to the lyrics either, but I did listen this time. I did listen to Forgiven and it's obviously different for me. Like I don't, I don't get the same. You brought up how sort of tired and done this whole theme was for you. Well, it really was kind of new for me, and you I thought were it kind of into the Catholic schoolgirl. No, thing, that's right? not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what you're saying. No, get but yourself what I, a little skirt. But what I was saying was, to me, it was kind of an interesting topic for her to talk about, and it to me sounded the grungiest. I know that Iconic was sort of the like rocker uh, that I mentioned, but. Forgiven had the coolest, it had a cool bridge in it. It, it does. Ha- yeah, it, it just seemed to have kind of a little bit different feel compared to the other ones. And to be honest, I liked all of them except for the first one. Yeah. I really liked pretty much every song. So for me with Forgiven, like I will be honest, like the actual sound of the song is amazing, but the lyrics itself I just can't do. Like... Every time, and I even know, you know, like, when I'm in the car and I'm li- like, I know the words, so I sing along and I'm like, ugh, can't it, you know. So I guess that leads me to the question, like, did you ever listen to the lyrics of the Billy Joel song? <laughs> this is embarrassing because you already talked about it. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like, I can't believe you've been around this long and haven't listened to the lyrics. I, I can say I no, probably okay. haven't. It's okay because like so many people since then have admitted to it and I was like, really? But I guess like that was such a staple in my household growing up yeah. that we listened to Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, um, Tom uh, Petty. Tom, Tom, we did listen to a lot of Tom Petty. R.I.P. Bruce, uh, Bob Seger, like that was my life growing up and we listened to it at full tilt. Like we didn't just listen, we listened. So for me... Like, I know those lyrics, and I was like, it took you 30 more years to know the lyrics to that song that's very popular. And my husband was like, come out, Virginia, it's much too late. I was like, yeah, that's her virginity right there. And he's like, but that's so snappy. And I'm like, no, that's right. That's 1977 snappy about your, you know, so. We're here to educate. Maybe edit out the part where I sing. I don't know. No, no. That was all good. That was all good. It's all staying in. Every minute of this 45 minute thing. Because it's round two. We're doing really good on time, actually. Good Um, on us for efficiency. I am ready to move on, though. Are you guys ready to move on? Okay. So the last thing we always try to do is we try to do a little goof on the album. We didn't really oh. goof on color and the shape that much because there, there wasn't too much to goof on. We just kind of made fun of Sam's recent snare drum purchase. But the goof on this album, and, and Jamie kind of touched on it earlier. You want to talk about your snare drum? Yeah, it was just kind of ridiculous to spend uh, $500 on a snare drum. Look, we've played some gigs with Sam's snare drum recently, and it sounds... Fuck. <laughs> Awesome. Sam All right. Snare Gun would be an snare, amazing snare band gum. Band nope, name. Nope, nope. Sam Snare Drum and Sam Gun snare and drum Gum would be a good it's amazing. Just me and the Snare Drum. Band gum. Pop, it's pop, just pop. me. <laughs> and Emily's cut off. <laughs> no. 
keep going. We'll have another round. So we right. Yep. We knew what she meant. <laughs> this is what happens on the Wet Bandits podcast. So the the goof for this week is, like I said, Jamie kind of touched on it already, and that's that Alanis got a little flack for Ironic, even when it came out, that the lyrics basically are just a whole bunch of things that she follows with, isn't that ironic? It's so sad. Like, things like dying in an airplane crash is not ironic. It's just tragic. And that's exactly it. They're mostly just a list of bummers. None of them are really ironic. (laughs) Now, I will go ahead. Jamie's going to say something. No, it's just funny to me because, like, if you go and you pull up the lyrics, it's it, there's not much that's truly ironic. But the few things that are, um, rain on your wedding day, that's not ironic at all. That's right. called life. Right. I'm sorry. It happens. Yep, Shit yep, happens. Yep. Uh, it's actually lucky if you have it. It happened. is. It's allegedly lucky. Oh. Cheers to that. I didn't they, know. They say if it rains on your wedding day, that's good luck to you. I don't know why. That's but probably just to make people feel better, yeah. though, right? The the collective they, All right. as you will. Hold on. No, I have I'm to go to the full lyrics while, part. While you look, I'm going to say that just for this, just to prep, I looked up irony Oh, and like Merriam West oh, I have Webster. That for you. Would you like me to read that for you? Go ahead. Okay. So, irony is defined as oh, did I? Okay, no, I didn't. Um, happening in the opposite way that you expected it, and typically causing wry amusement because of this. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know anybody who's wryly amused by a plane crashing. All right. And it, and just to expand on that a little bit, I I was I googled it or whatever, and I went to the Merriam-Webster website, <laughs> and they oh, Miriam. and there's there's a little bit of exposition on the whole on the whole debate over what's ironic and what is not, and even the dictionary kind of says like, look, people don't really get irony. There's not there's there's some things that are kind of gray area where it's ironic and they cite F. Scott Fitzgerald at one point saying that he worked all these menial jobs and isn't it ironic that now he's like a famous author and they're like implying no that's not true irony but like if one of America's greatest authors says it's ironic like is it ironic like does that count so basically there's there's a little bit of a delineation too to maybe be made between situational irony and like comic irony where, you know, Obama wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat might be com- comically ironic, and situational irony where you're training for. Or a, would that still be sardonic? Because it might the be. definition of sardonic is to be grimly mocking or cynical against the situation and it's hard to i guess that kind of what i'm saying is it's yeah. hard to say I, oh my god we just got like i know things are happening it. here right <laughs> and and really frankly we're probably too deep no i don't i <laughs> you can never ever ever be too deep that's right Mike. and just never put, put your mouth that's right on the said. microphone for that so so boom <laughs> Glad Sam's here to do yeah, our it's uh, a good rim thing. shots. Thank God for the drummer. And 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 where where situational irony might be something like, and this is an example my sixth grade English teacher gave us. 
you have a you are training for a race and so you're going to lift weights so you're in better shape and you drop the weights on your foot and you break your foot so like because you were trying to make yourself better for a race it actually kept you from doing the race it's like situational iron my uh, ninth grade teacher gave us an example and that was like he had this love for cookies and like he ate a cookie once and like stabbed him in the hand and hurt him and that's the example he gave was like that, you love cookies so cookie much but the stabbed him yeah like the edge of the cookie like hurt his hand what the hell was in that cookie razor blades like they always right. call you on halloween yes, don't eat the when cookie we little kids. oatmeal razor blade cookies <laughs> that's why i don't eat raisins so so the goof we were going to do is we were going to take a line from ironic and change it however we saw fit to make the line actually ironic this is going to be a tall order and i think we can give a lot of flexibility because clearly people use a lot of poetic license when they decide whether something's yeah. ironic or not oh, it's so like it's so hard oh sam's already one. on it so it says he won the lottery and then died the next day how you'd make dude I'd use the same one. So let's sit, let's see what you say, and then we'll go with what I said. So I just won the, I just won the lottery, right? So the first thing I'm going to do is just buy a lot of, like, health supplements, and then I just die the and next day. And then die the yeah, next day. Yeah, like, what the hell, man? Like, I thought I was... Dude, that's pretty good. And I literally took the same line. But I also... The, for me, the, the big point in there is that an old man turned 98. Yes. Like he was already old as hell. So here's what I said. So, and I took a lot. I, I made a whole like story around this. So this 98 year old man, he needs this. a heart transplant. <laughs> oh okay. God. And when you're Sad. 98 years old, you're not working a job anymore. Like you don't have enough money to be, and you're not like, no one's going to give a 98 year old man a heart transplant. So you better be willing to pay a ton of money to get this heart transplant. So he's like, how am I going to get all this you money? You really deep. Right. How am I going to get all this money? The only way I'll get it is if I win the lottery. So he, and he buys a lotto ticket. He wins the lottery, but he needs a heart transplant. He has a bad heart. When he finds out he wins the lottery, he dies. So he can't die the next day. He actually dies when he discovers he wins the lottery. And that's my ironic situation could like write a soap opera on that man <laughs> i think it was already a movie called waking ned divine has anyone seen that oh my god no absolutely not no jamie are you sure you see a lot of movies Emily. i think it's kind of sure similar pre in premise that. i think it is okay uh, it's been a long time since there's I've a seen lot it. more to the story than yeah. just that but maybe check that out all right so mine would be the traffic jam when you're already late that is the the irony actually would be more like you showed up early and you were in a traffic jam, but you still made it. I thought early. about the same thing. Like a traffic jam and you're already late. I'm sorry, bitch, but you're late. Like you left the house late. You still late. I don't know what else to tell you. And then you ran into a traffic jam because that's called life and karma. Sorry, but not sorry. I did. I missed that, but that is definitely that's funny. That's really good. I 
forgot about that aspect that she says in the song, you were already laid. Like, that's the funny part. <laughs> Here, Sam, I handed the mic he over. He just can't. I thought he Sam can't. was going to finish off my thought. I thought he was, too. But like, honestly, though, how many times have you left out and been like, I'm already late. Meh. I'm going to go through Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. Every single day. <laughs> We didn't mention where you worked, so it's fine. Yeah, what, yeah no. She's just always... <sighs> right. Yeah, you're the only one. I don't know. I Because I think the, the By thing the way, we for the album goof, this is definitely the most difficult we've ever done. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. So we feel like the, the, the death row pardon when you're two minutes too late is actually the ironic, the actually ironic item. Yeah. And... And it's sad, I think. So, again, I feel like this whole song can be a little bit sad, but it's all about bummers. It's not really right. about irony. Um, but this one is really... Um, it's funny. It's, isn't it ironic? Right. I looked through, like, every line trying to find the one that I thought would be the easiest to change, and that was the one that I was like, uh, wait a minute. No. Yeah, you can't change it because this yeah, is the only that one that's... Because then you would cause a butterfly effect. Right. Ashton Kutcher. You, know, you don't want to do that. Really? You sure Did don't. you have to bring up Ashton Kutcher in our podcast? It's just... It might be like the one celebrity name that I could tie to a movie, so whatever. It's just spiraling down and spiraling down. Definitely. Spiral out. Keep going. Oh, that's not even 90s, man. Um, oh. Don't... Hold on. Uh, that's That's cool. That's tool, nice. Way to be a tool, Sam. Yeah. But I like it. He's like, it's not even nineties, man. You know what? I think we made it. Yeah. I think we made. No. We still have my my question. Oh yeah, you. Thank goodness you brought this up. What's this is going to be a great closer. So Jamie has a question she thought of. What's the question? I've literally already forgotten it again. Did you say it yet? I think I did. Maybe she did, but we've all forgotten what the question is. So here we go. And Four beers in. This is what happens. So <laughs> we're naming this "Drunk Wet Bandits" podcast just to let people know ahead of time. This is what could happen. Um, so the question would be: If you could do, you could have chosen any other album because when oh, yeah. when Mike first reached out to me over Instagram, it was he's like, "Tell me a few things or a few albums that you'd be interested in doing," and I sent him a couple lists, and so. If you could choose any other album that you would like to do this from the 90s, which one would you have chosen? Do, do you want me to answer this one, or do you want me to kind of stay out of it? No, I would love for you to answer this, All because right. I think it gives you an opportunity later to maybe delve, delve down a different pathway with your podcast. Okay. I think we should go second, too, because oh, yeah. then you might consider inviting us back to do those other albums. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Well played. Well played. Did you have one in mind already? I do. Can I know... Emily just said, like... Emily just said that, Mike! But I'm not prepared. Can Sam go first? Are you prepared? All right, Sam's ready. Here we go. I'm pretty sure Mike knows the answer to this, and this is uh, the Black Album. Oh, yes! Yeah, 1991, man. Lars, come on the show. <laughs> As we said... Okay, so let's just say that that album for me was like, okay, eighth grade. Summer before my eighth grade year. And it was amazing. And 
we're from like the same area, so you know generally what it's like. Like you have farmland, and then you got nothing. Well, yeah, you got a whole highway to roll your windows down, right? You and know, just, just blare, blare that yeah. shit. So, could you help the Central Ohio uh, person with like what the Black Album is? Metallica! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's the self-titled Metallica album. And it was just black. And it had a little scorpion yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Or snake. 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 Yeah. Why did I say scorpion? It was a oh, drunk. Yeah. Um, so, and that was my husband's first concert. Whoa. Right when that came. So. What year? Literally when the black album came oh, out. Man. So that his dad took them. It would, would have been probably like 92, I think, because he said he was in sixth grade. He's maybe younger than me. Whoa. Whatever. That's awesome. Right. Cool dad. Right? Mike's ready. It's my turn. I, I have an internal struggle with two here, but I'm going to just pick one. I'm not going to straddle the fence. And I'm going to say Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which nice. is uh, Smashing Pumpkins double CD. And mainly because I have a lot of feelings about how that album would have impacted grunge music and rock music in general had it come out in 1991. If it had just come out a little earlier, what would that have meant? And I think, I think the la- exa- Sam is singing the riff to Smells Like <laughs> Teen Spirit, and riffs. that's exactly <laughs> what I think. Without showing my hand too much... I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna when we eventually do this album, I'm gonna say it again. But I think "Bullet with Butterfly Wings" would have been "Smells Like Teen Spirit" if it had come out first. So I would wow. like to talk about that someday. That is truly interesting to me. Um, you should also at some point maybe talk about like the videos from that time. Oh yeah, yeah, because th- it was definitely it had evolved. You know, it was much different five years later or whatever. Yes, very true. So my other album would have been Matchbox 20, yourself and everyone like you. Um, Someone like you. Um, For me, and and I'm not sucking up to the Wet Bandits here right now, because I know they play a lot of songs from that. I'm allowed to do that. Okay. Yeah. We're getting there. Could you do a (laughs) private showing for just me? That would be awesome. Um, but like I like I listened to that nonstop in '98, '97, and um, I just I know every lyric. I like every song, and so again for me that that one is just like quintessential. So I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that. No, um, I just got that album, and I it really like every song really is good. Like every one is good. Long day. Long day is a song we should cover. Yes, please do. That's a that's a good and it, and it rocks. It also rocks. Don't it like, I don't know. It just does. And Josh would be good at. Josh, our singer, would be good at it. So, I mean, just saying something that you probably already knew that we will be at several shows this summer. So make sure they're on Friday and or Saturdays, and that we can get a sitter well enough in advance. Or our husbands are willing to stay home with our children. FYI. Just a little plug there. Hashtag mom's night out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, um, I kind of have to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one, and then I'm going to give you a follow-up question to bring yes, us back to up. the beginning of our first segment. Um, maybe some of you will have had more time to think about it, but... 
Um, for me, if I would have had to choose another, it would be Sublime's self-titled Sublime in 96. Um, for me, that is definitely uh, when I would go to OU, Ohio University down in Athens. I could drive from Wapkineta to Athens and listen to that nonstop on my Walkman, plugged into my radio in my car. Word. Like, and listen to it freaking like bump, bump, bump when we got down into the Hocking Hills because it would. Wait, was it the like cassette thing that went into the cassette player? Right, little wire coming out. Yeah. And then your Walkman would skip on the way there. So, I mean, it was all great. But, like, literally, I could listen to that on repeat for days. But And even today, like, the minute it goes in, like, I instantaneously go back to that day. It's such a great feeling. And um, the nostalgia surrounding it. And, and I know that's what music is supposed to be. So, there's my answer to that question. Okay. Any comments, questions, concerns? That's uh, That's a really good one. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah. When I listen to that album, I think of my junior year of college. Interesting. Which had a little renaissance. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That was the wrong word. I'm going to bang my head on the table right now. (laughs) Um, So my return question would be, um, back to um, if you could choose an album that you would be on a deserted island with, what would it be? So... For me, if we could take two, it would be definitely the Sublime. And then also, if I could wrap back around to the roots that I kind of still have today, it would be Stankonia by Outkast. Just because those two together could probably get me through an entire lifetime. I'd live to be like 100 with coconuts and music. <laughs> coconuts and music. I'd figure out how to make the alcohol. Now, Emily. Can you answer this? No, question? not yet. Yeah. You gotta go. You, you guys are music you don't people. Have, you I'm don't have to like, answer it. I know. We talked we about this earlier, wouldn't. and I literally said I'm not gonna answer. And this. I'm gonna say right off the bat that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer this one because we're gonna make this a recurring thing. So, Sam, you're gonna be on here a lot too. Now, I will say this: that I will tell you what it is. When the guest says the same album that I think, oh. like I, I know what my deserted island album would be, but until someone says it, I'm not going to reveal what it is. That's juicy, Mike. You know what? Sometimes I have great ideas. I get people to tune in, you know, but Stankonia and the Sublime self-titled album. We're not, not it. it. Nope. Okay. So I'll kind of go off what you were saying there. This is an album I would want in my car if my car broke down, which is pretty likely at this point. <laughs> so um, I would kind of want an album that would just make me kind of... Ha- yeah, and that's probably the album I have in my car right now is uh, Destroyer Kiss. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's, that's not why that to in kiss. The CD Good player. Lord. Good Lord. Um, do you have one yet? Because I do want... Just because Jamie was just... I know, she was kind, kind enough, enough to, to come it. up with something. I'm going to... I am definitely able to come up with a second place that I'd be willing to give. Okay, you go first with your All right. second place. Pinkerton from Weezer is going to be was my... looking I, for a Weezer I could, album, and I, I feel could, like that might be... I, no, Pinkerton I might could listen be the to one. Pinkerton pretty much... Oh, I do have another one. Pretty much constantly, I could put that on and be pretty okay with it, which is basically my criteria criteria for yeah. the deserted island for like the deserted could island. i listen to it in perpetuity 
for all okay. yes for all times. All right, I'm gonna answer, and okay. with the caveat that like I've had three beers and I haven't had a no one's no one's judging this, that much. I'm gonna say Radiohead, the Benz. Like I oh. just feel like that's gonna be one that I could again wouldn't be any problem listening to over and over and over. Oh my gosh, if we weren't already an hour and fifteen minutes in, I would talk. I would talk a little bit about the Benz. Because I'm conflicted about the Benz. So maybe we'll have to have you on again when, That's we, fine. when the Benz comes back around. I'm happy to join again. Around. Yes. Um, we're I cannot talk about the Benz unless we're talking about like some type of like reaction to coming up too early from diving. No. but Which that, I've no. also never done as yeah, well. No. So. Sam, before I close, do you have anything to, important to get off your chest? You looked like you did. You were smiling and nodding. Like, yeah, give, it, give me the mic. To say uh, get wet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, get wet. I have to thank Jamie and Emily for coming to the podcast at Lineage and setting this up, really, and throwing out some great questions and just being all around fantastic guests because this is not easy. I totally didn't record the first 15 minutes. This is really <laughs> difficult. Right, we had to do this twice, for sure. And the funny thing is, is like, I don't know. I don't know about you, Emily, but I can say for me, like, we we interview people a lot. Like, we talk to people on a daily basis. That's that's part of what I do for that a That explains how good you are at this. Does it? It does. Cool. Um, but I, I got super nervous about three days ago, and I was like, oh, shit, that's coming up. And, I mean, I'd done some research, but I was like, a podcast? Okay. Yeah, I literally said, I'm going to – I told my husband and my kids, like, I'm going to go pretend to be smart at something. Goodbye. You are both excellent. Thank you. Yes. Find us at, at facebook.com slash wetbanditsband. That's the same handle for the Twitter and the Instagram, Wet Bandits Band. We're hiring Jamie on to be our social media coordinator. Hashtag get wet. Hashtag get wet. Find <laughs> us at all those places. Columbus. Yes. Yes. Or C-Bus or whatever C-bus, hashtag yeah. we try to use make to make it accessible. <laughs> but please find us at all those things. Come out and see the band if you're in the area. Heck yeah. When's but the def- next show? Uh, the next show. Now, this probably won't be released until after it's right. already happened. Shoot. But we're we are recording on April twenty fourth. We'll be at the barn on April twenty eighth, which in in Dublin is Very one of our strong. venues. Frankly, if you missed the April twenty eighth one, we're probably there in a couple weeks. So you might as well just come out and see us. We're there all the time. Second Saturday of every month at the barn. Pretty much. So it's been a great time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in week five. Get wet. Walking into a taco stand. No, no, that metaphor was terrible the first the, time. No, not it was it. just as good no. this time. Because you don't, you want to put stank on it. No. You want to put stank on it. And you want to be like, look, I, I know how to speak the words as they're supposed to be spoken. I need to put it's like so the proper accent already. on it. You should just stop. <laughs> so it's the tomatilla no, it, and the tomatillo. 
No, no, no. I would never say it with the L. No. It's more like the like throwing your accent on there. Right. He you wants know? to roll his R's, and if y- he can. yes, so yeah. Give us an example. No, no. Emily doesn't want an example. I don't want it. I don't so want it. <laughs> I don't usually play by those rules, so do what you want. Tomatillo <laughs> or tomatillo. You know, that's the major difference we're seeing here. One is Alanis, one's Alanis. I think we understand what the difference is now. Okay. I know I do. Thank, I'm glad. See, the audience has had clarification. They're in on the joke now. I'm pretty sure this whole bar knows. <laughs> yes. They've gotten educated twice now. Right. Okay. Everyone's looking around for tomatillos, so. though. <laughs> right. No, we don't have those here. No but tomatillos. Next door at Condados, they got tomatillos. Yeah, probably. On Taco Tuesday. <laughs> 